Hey, everyone, and welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. This is your host, David Rodriguez, with my co-host, Kirby Lupel. Kirby, it's been a bit more exciting to be a Panther fan the last few weeks. I'm sure you're excited. I know the fans have been a little bit more amped up, but before we get into that, just want to check in. How's everything with you, my friend? Yeah, I do not bad. Um, just got a bit of a cold that I'm fighting here, so if I sound a little different here on air, I apologize to everyone, but been battling through it. Um on spaces, been really connecting with the community, you know, even though we haven't really um, had a podcast here in a while, we've been going on spaces pretty well after every game, like you kind of were hinting towards the optimism of the fan base is starting to come up. I actually didn't think we would be at this point, you know, looking back at the last couple podcasts, I was starting to get doubtful, I think is the word that I would use, but um, starting to see a little optimism here. I know there's a couple of recent injuries that we're going to get into, but, and like you mentioned, David, all along, and I've said this on spaces, we're in a real tough stretch here, and it doesn't get any easier. Absolutely, Kirby. And last we left off, we had uh, finished that uh, little trip uh, out west, which was or starting that trip, which was Dallas. They, you know, we we had a nice win in Detroit, a bummer loss in Dallas, and then since then, uh, it's been a bit of a better stretch for the Florida Panthers. Uh, it started on primetime TV, uh, I believe it was on ESPN Plus against Colorado, where we. Uh, squeaked out a 5-4 win. I think we had a 4-1 lead or something like that, and, and Colorado was able to get it tied back up, but the Panthers got the uh, two points with, I think it was, I want to say Verhage got the goal to to put us ahead. But We had the 3-1 lead, and then Kachuk made it 4-1 to in that game. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And, yeah, then two nights later, a good, again, a, a late night for you guys in South Florida. Uh, they looked like they were primed to get a, a at least a point in Vegas, but ultimately had that third period collapse that we've been seeing very frequently, you know, before that particular game, uh, losing 4-2, came back home, 4-3 win against Vancouver, uh, went on the road for a one o'clock game on a Monday afternoon where a lot of people think Panthers on a, a you know, an afternoon game on the road, that's the recipe for disaster, but they got the 4-1 win in Buffalo then the next night, we all thought a tough game in Toronto. You know, if the Panthers were to able to get one point or or something, you know, out of there, it'd be you know, it'd be nice. But Kirby, we saw that the Panthers had a four-two lead in Toronto. Uh, you know, you you actually a four was it four-one? I think it was four-one, and and then they got it. No, it was four-two, and then Matthew scored at the end of the second period to make it four-three going into the third. Um, and there was a bit of a, a little bit of, a, I guess, drama, if you remember that play, uh, where Gudis trucked, I think it was Austin Reese, into the net, and they called him for charging. Do you remember yeah. that? Do you remember that? Yep, yep, yep. yep. And, then, and there was a call, there was a call on an icing call that was later a Nylander's goal that shouldn't have been an icing that the fan base didn't talk about because, David, you're going to get into these penalties. Yeah, it was a very strangely called game, and there was a lot of... Uh, you know, backlash after the game. Ultimately, the Panthers uh, fell in overtime. Nylander had a fantastic goal uh, to put us away. But there was a lot of drama after that game, you know, from Maurice and the referees and and some calls that were, were made against the Panthers. But we'll get into that just a little bit uh, after we recap again. The last game here was Montreal, a nice 6-2 win. A lot of drama involving that game for sure. Uh, with with our goaltending and, and you know some injuries that popped up in that game but overall a relatively good stretch for the Florida Panthers now in the last six games since our last episode they're uh four one and one 
in those six games. So we said, Kirby, the Panthers needed to win two out of every three, four out of six, and one in overtime is is pretty good. So I'm sure you're feeling a little bit better on, on the Panthers' recent success. But like you said, a lot of tough games ahead, right? Yeah. Um, still, I don't think we don't have that three-game winning streak yet, which was Columbus, Anaheim, and us. Now, I don't know if one of them has since won three games. So fan has fan base has kind of been looking at that um, on our spaces after. But I'm like, this is kind of our best stretch of the season. We went five of seven there, I think, David. Yep. We've gained points in, um, what, uh through four, four of our four of our straight games, uh, including a loser point, which I think we haven't been getting those loser points this year because right. we've been giving games away late or not being able to hold leads, you know, into the third where, you know, the team's kind of sitting back on their heels. And I just think this this stretch right now, whether it's a good hockey team in Toronto or it's not such a good hockey team in Vancouver, we're still kind of pretty much, you know, collecting points. You could argue getting the job done. We might have had an opportunity to get the job done in Toronto if it wasn't for the refs that we're going to get into. But um, yeah. yeah, kind of a lot to break down over this stretch, beating the the Stanley Cup defending champions, Colorado Avalanche, um, even though they've been a little shorthanded. Vamos Gatos night that you might want to <laughs> mention how that was because you were there yeah. in attendance versus the Canucks. And then obviously um, this stretch with Toronto and Montreal is getting a lot of publicity up here. I hear a lot being in Canada. And like right. Paul Marie said, the refs aren't too Florida Panther friendly right now. And that quote uh, got a lot of legs up here in Canada. Yeah. And like you said, that direct quote, which he had with Bally sports and the post game uh, ultimately cost Maurice 25 K out of his pocket. Uh, but I think from what he said, there was no, there was no like exaggeration to his quote. You know, the first period was totally swayed in Toronto's favor. Um, the Panthers credit to them. They were able to battle through those, first period and even second period calls that went against them. I think it was ultimately the, the Leafs had seven power plays and I think Florida had like two or three um, in a game that was chippy all night, two teams that are very familiar with each other. And obviously Toronto's having a very successful season while Florida is trying to battle back into the picture. Um, So we've, we knew that was going to be a heated game for sure, but uh, Kirby, if you were to have any critiques for Maurice, would you say that he was, you know, uh, in line with his quote saying there, you know, uh, you know, it was just, un- it was, it was called wrong pretty much. Well, you know, our discord community and everyone that follows you and I on Twitter. Now, I don't know as much on Instagram as you do, David, but I can say within our communities there and then our spaces community, I've never seen such a 180 on maybe a Panthers coach in the history of this team over this past week where everyone, you know, weeks ago when we were recording our podcast, fire Maurice, get rid of them. We had segments on our podcast about fans bringing signs to the games. We've had people come on spaces saying, you know, I'm going to go to the next game in Tampa or when it's in here in Florida and I'm going to bring a sign or I'm going to make a chant. And, you know, people that we have in our spaces community, they've been going to games uh, all across America, whether it be West coast games. Uh, We've had fans in Vegas and LA we have fans in Boston that New are going York. to the games out there. New York. So people are saying, wherever I go, Kirby, I'm going to say fire me. I'm like, I'm not condoning this, and I'm not even <laughs> saying I agree with it, but you do you as a fan, right? But now these fans on Twitter, especially on Twitter, are coming out and being like, wow, like I never thought I would have this outlook on Maurice. He's standing up for the team, and the team's gelling together. And if you believe that meeting mm-hmm. happened uh, after that New York Rangers loss where Kachuk brought everyone together, and I think Ekblad has been – very good since that that point of the season um that's something that kind of galvanized the team and then furthermore 
Maurice has galvanized the team come up here in Canada. He knows how to work the media here in Canada. They love him. He was really jokey. This was before, obviously, the Toronto game. But for that pregame uh, skate in Toronto, he was joking around with the media, giving them some lines about analytics that I know you tweeted out about, David. And then after <laughs> the game, he was really fired up. And he said he took accountability maybe for one of the few times this year that the fans have been asking him to do. And he says, right. it's not on the guys in the room. This is on me. This uh, uh, former official, St. Laurent, Laurent, he has a vendetta on me. It goes back to when I was with Winnipeg and he was kicked yeah. out of a game that was in Tampa. So he he really stood up for the club there. And I think the club has really galvanized since that you know so-called players meeting. So through these two uh, games in Toronto and Montreal, the ref game that we call Toronto and the Montreal game that was like a fight fest, mm-hmm. um, I just see this team looking up even when we have a, a tough schedule ahead here, David. Yeah, excellent points there, Kirby. I think, like you said, across all of our our social medias, we were seeing different type of mindset, like you said, towards Maurice after those quotes and the way that he was, you know, pretty adamant on the way that the the game was called. And, you know, absolutely, he was disappointed that they couldn't get the two points. But I think he liked the way his team responded, you know, eventually, you know, gutting out a point, especially after a back-to-back. In a city like Toronto is never easy. Uh, I think Bobrovsky played relatively well, even though he led in the five. I think it could have been at least six or seven, especially with so many power play opportunities that they had. So, like you said, it's been a nice stretch for Florida. Uh, You also mentioned earlier about the Vamos Gatos night we had in Vancouver. I think those jerseys were fantastic. I might have snagged one myself. Not going to say the name of the player that I got just yet. But oh, I, you're I keeping think, a surprise. Can you get me one of the shirts, maybe? Yeah, I could maybe snag you one of those. I know that you had to order them online, so if I yeah, they were special them. orders, so they might be harder than to get maybe the palm tree baby blue one, which I have my eye on. I'll check there. it out. I'll check it out on uh Saturday yeah. against Minnesota, see if they got any in the storm. They did have a nice Vamos Gato scarf that I was able to snag. I think yep, you had to, I saw those online. You had to sign up on Ford or something like that. So I'm probably gotcha. gonna get a bunch of emails from Ford trying to sell me sell me a car because I got the and a, lo- a bunch request from the fan base when are you going to do a contest for that right so yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know like if that. i'll be giving out my vamos gato scarf but we do have a nice dad cap uh on the discord mm-hmm. giveaway so if you're not in that make sure to go over there to to get a chance at a dad cap but yeah i think the vamos gatos jerseys were really nice uh different type of flair they were really advertising that uh you know before the game and then after the game everyone across the league, I think really liked it. So David, did you think it was good? Like lively in the building where you've talked about the game day production. I thought they went really all out for that. I saw a lot of videos outside the arena with people dancing and like having like booths set up and things like that. So it seemed like the Panthers really like clicked finally on this this year where you've said, where's the game day presentation just, you know, on an average Tuesday night or even like a weekend. No. Yeah, for sure. They had a lot of activities, not just for the kids, but for adults as well. They had a lot of people dancing, like you said, music, uh, you know, a little, a real nice Latin flair. Art, art. South Florida. Yeah, art, art, yeah, art, different types of uh, giveaways they were doing and different types of special things. They had the girls in the, um, you know, my, my wife might be listening, but they had, you know, the girls in the like, I don't know if you've ever seen the Latinas with like the, the flair, like they look like wings in the back. Yes. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of at, 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 at football events. Yeah, 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 exactly. So they had nice, I didn't get a picture with them because I was with my wife, but I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of people. Like the show girls look too, like that different thing. Yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it was yeah. a nice night for sure. A nice win ultimately uh, for the Panthers against Vancouver, but you know, I think it's a nice buildup for the all-star game that's coming, you know, start to get that kind of, 
fanfare in in the community mm-hmm. here that you're kind of slowly starting to see now um to build here in South Florida they, you know they're starting to release a bunch of nice like events that they're going to have here some beach cleaning some uh, outdoor sweat workout activity stuff like that and so many nice different things that I'm sure I'll be you know involved in and stuff like that but I wish you could yeah. make it down here Kirby because I'm sure it'll be a nice a nice week yeah. that would be great just to catch that whenever I got I do get down there to have like those events that are going on and things like yeah. that but yeah I just think that needs to be more of an emphasis with the team and the, yeah like you said like leading into all-star weekend and such I think they can pick up a few things off the ice that right. can kind of incorporate into that right so yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, going back to the Panthers here, you know, it's it's nice for them to get on a nice little run here for sure. Like you said, there's a lot of opponents ahead. Obviously, now we're really limbering our way with goaltending now. We thought Bobrovsky was having a real nice run, even though Knight had a bit of a bumpy road when he came back from his illnesses. Uh, Bobrovsky got on a nice run, and then he goes down in Montreal. And Alex Leon, who, who we talked a lot about in the summer, um, came in relief and you know yep. he, he played pretty well although the opponent wasn't relatively the strongest i think he made at least two goal goal um saving saves to say the least so it was nice to see him you know get get his feet wet in the organization and now it seems like spencer knight was sent back to charlotte and they called up uh matt guzda so tomorrow against minnesota we probably are going to have both of our starters uh on the sidelines to say the least, and Leon and, and Guzda are going to be carrying the load here. But I, that's got to be a bit of a concern for you, to say the least, considering the opponents coming up. Yeah, um, this is something that, going back to our summer podcast, I mentioned kind of as my like third, fourth favorite move. And remember, like Zito made a lot of moves. Nick Cousins, right, right. Ballsers, who's no longer with the team, Colin White, that I was not big on that move. And it's kind of starting to prove to be the case now where early on it wasn't looking so good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just a lot of different moves made there. The Stall brothers. I put um, Lion as my like second, third favorite move. And I, I you know, it might have raised a little bit of an eyebrow when I said that to some, but I said, we need that third goalie established. Look what Jojo, like just look back to last year yeah, with for sure. Jojo and like what he did, what he did or more precisely what he didn't do for us and like you know that 10 goal game in montreal that just sticks with the entire fan base and i said (laughs) line is a guy that can come in and get some spot starts and i was thinking you know if bob i remember i mentioned this to you i think david if he gets a groin strain which he's kind of probably going through right now or a little pull here or there where he goes day to day that he can come up with night and get some starts now i didn't think night would be out twice this year once due to sickness, once due to injury now. Knight's missed a lot of time, and that's kind of hurt his development this year. And then we talked about Matt Guzda, where he's been added to the Panthers organization through that free agent signing after coming out of junior, and how Luongo is doing such a good job with that goaltending department. Mm-hmm. Now we're leaning on our third and fourth guy. We were talking in the that's summer. Crazy. We had four or five options. You know, we're going to end up utilizing them all. This is almost going back to... Uh, Chris Drieger and you know Knight and Bob and you know even further than that with Guzda now getting the call up I'm a little fired up today hearing that news because I'm like I was hoping Knight was getting ready to play and practice where he can go there where he doesn't need a conditioning stint because now with the Bob injury this really kind of hampers us and I know the fan base is sky high right now with Lyon after seeing how he performed in Montreal that's great and everything but I'm not like I said on spaces after the Montreal game I'm not going to bank on that being a repeatable thing, even though he has Calder, um, he, he's won a Calder Cup in the HL. He's got, 
He's got a lot of experience down there in the minors. It's just yeah. hard to really depend on that. And then if if he's not going well, we've got to go to Guzda. And I don't know if this is good to just be for a game stretch or two or three games or if Knight's just going to get one start and come up because we really need Knight right now. And this is the most emphasis I've put on the goaltending position all year, David. You know yeah. how you've been very consistent and calm with the coaching staff just leaving it now, even though people want to make changes and moves. I've been like that with the goaltending, but I really think these goaltenders, whether it's the guys from the minors or the guys that we have at on the pro team with Bob and Knight, they need to come up with big games, which line kind of did the other night, but it was against an inferior team in Montreal. But they need to come up with big games, and not only big games, steal us points, steal us wins. And, and it know, has to happen now. And you know what's crazy, Kirby? A lot of, a lot of fans have kind of tried to get a similar feel to what the Panthers are going through to the 2018 uh, St. Louis Blues. And what is what I, I realized today was the the Blues who had the worst record in the NHL uh, when they called up Jordan Bennington, he revived that that season for them. And I'm not going to I'm not saying Leon is going to do the same thing, but uh-huh. we've seen this before where someone that has not had, you know, longevity in the NHL come in and just kind of taken over a spot. Like I said, I don't know if that's going to be the same scenario here, but yeah. we've seen this before and it's it's relatively recent where Bennington came in right away and totally sparked that team 180 degrees and they were able to go on a, a, you know, a historic Stanley Cup run. So, you know, I don't I don't forget Bennington. He won me four or five hundred dollars in fantasy that year. So. <laughs> Canadian, Canadian. But, you know, and D- David, I saw you mention that you also forgot to mention the L.A. Kings were an eighth seed that knocked out, I believe, Roberto Luongo in the number one seed Vancouver Canucks and went on to win the Stanley Cup that year. So right. I think that's even maybe a closer comparison that could be used because the Kings were kind of maybe like getting established where the Panthers are right now. Mm-hmm. We're using that St. Louis example of like dead last, which we're we were now not even that far dropped off. Right. I know the fan base thought we were dead last, but we weren't dead last in the Eastern Conference. And that's the recent example that's used. But I'd like to use that LA Kings analogy when they went on that run as the eight seed team. Right. So I'm not saying Alex Leon is going to be our Jordan Bennington uh-huh. this year, but it's it's happened before where teams that have been struggling, obviously the Panthers are on a, on a decent run right now, but if Leon can come in and, and you know, you know, surprise some people and get a win in Minnesota and then, you know, get a chance in, in the back-to-back that's coming up next week, then, you know, maybe they keep Spencer Knight down there a little bit more just to keep him, uh, you know, fresh. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know how long Bobrovsky's injury is going to be. We won't find out till the day of the Minnesota game when this, when this podcast will be released. So we don't know exactly the extent of um, Bobrovsky's injury per se at this spe- specific moment. I'm sure by Sunday, by Monday, if you guys are listening, you guys will all know exactly what's been going on with Bobrovsky and his situation. But it's a very, very strange situation that we're now in where our third and fourth goalies are now going to be on the bench on a stretch where we feel like, okay, the five-on-five, the special teams, uh, especially the special teams, is improving. You know, we're we're getting back on track. We thought Bobrovsky was going to be, you know, the, the workhorse. You know, during this stretch, he played the back-to-back in Buffalo and in Toronto, started Montreal. You know, he's played every single game since our last podcast, and he's been that horse for us. So you hope that his extent of injury isn't too long. But like you said, Leon showed some nice things. He looked composed. He looked nice and cool in Montreal coming in just two minutes into the game. So I'm excited. I hope that he can get a good chance and that he can, uh, you know, 
keep us in these games that are going to be very tough, Kirby. And I know we talked about this a lot in the summer that we're going to have to be uh, very, very attentive with the goaltending and just, you know, the situation with our cap and stuff like that. So this just adds more more drama for us in the goaltending with besides just the cap. So obviously if Bob is hurt for a little bit longer than expected, he could land on LTIR that could create some space for the Panthers to have some room, but, it's, it's too early to tell, in my opinion. But, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about the All-Star game next. We're going to talk about the schedule ahead and some uh, funny polls we've done on Twitter and on Instagram and some games we've done after this commercial break. So just hang on one second and enjoy this uh, ad from DraftKings, and we'll be right back. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57, and for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions reply. See show notes for details. And yeah, we talked about the goaltending. We talked about our injury woes. Obviously, we've had a lot of injuries uh, that started in the summer with Duclair and then throughout the season with illnesses and stuff like that. So to add to now the problems that we've already having, Eric Stahl, who is really enjoying a very successful uh, last few weeks, even a month with the Florida Panthers, he went down with, it looks like an upper body injury and Matheson who just did it. I think he lost his head there. Just totally you know, uncalled for interference call on Eric Stahl. And it looked at first glance, it might've been some wobbliness from him and maybe, you know, he could be potentially on concussion protocol. Not going to assume anything, but the Panthers have just said he's on upper body uh, injury and he's on IR as of this recording. Um, so we're hoping that Eric Stahl is not out for too long, Although a lot of fans may be not saying that, but I think Eric Stahl has been, you know, very, very strong for us uh, considering his role. And I think, you know, a lot, one thing I like about Eric Stahl is even when you're at the games, you always hear him uh, <clears throat> on the ice calling for the puck or making calls. So it's not, nice. yeah, it's not surprising, you know, after watching, you know, seeing Eric Stahl for, for now a month, you know, two months, it's not a surprise to me just how good he was as you know throughout his career it's 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 evident that you know in his young primer days which he was you know a potential all-star for a long time you see glimpses of that now even at his old age so uh you know hope eric Stahl's injury is not too long but yeah obviously another battle we have to go through duclair hopefully is back in about a few weeks or so that can give us a little bit of rejuvenation for sure but, you know, injuries are going to come and go and every team has to go through them. And we're just hoping that, uh, you know, we can battle through here for sure. But yeah, like I mentioned, Kirby, a little bit ago, uh, it was a very fun week for me. And and I got this idea just from, you know, sc- you know, scrolling through different Twitters and different social medias on like cool games to integrate and like little I don't even know what you would call these uh, little, I guess, uh, puzzles or something like that. 
where is I, it more of a thing like from Instagram or Twitter or kind yeah, of just, I've seen it before, you know, where you combine uh, sequences of numbers or months or something like that. And I kind of throw players names in and the one, the first one that I did was the last digit of your phone number has to score an, a game winning overtime goal to save to save your life. And um, the last digit of my phone number is zero. And I got Sergei Bobrovsky. So, so I don't think I'm living because Bob- I don't think Bobrovsky. <laughs> Oh, come on, have some faith in Bob. There's a lot of Bob backers in our case. Yeah, I don't know if a game-winning overtime goal would be in the cards, <laughs> considering the goal, the other goalie would probably still be in the net. Maybe he gets us there, but maybe he lets a heartbreaker in, and it's back yeah, to so I got heartbreak. Ben, I got Bobrovsky, no bueno for me. I think you got, was it your boy, right? I think, yeah, I got my boy, Money Monteur. But then I heard after you kind of set it up like that because you knew nah, my number. Nah, I was like, come nah, on, nah, David. Nah, Did nah. you set it up like that? I was, like, I was like, I don't want to get set up for the bad or the good. Just do it organically. But I don't uh-huh. know. I think you might have mentioned that to me. But I'd love to have that. I said he scored an OT winner yeah, in the preseason against Tampa. So. And he scored um, last uh, year against Toronto. I think it was the Toronto, yeah. that, that one game that he poked it under. I think it was Toronto. So he's done it before. He did Mon- get a overtime goal. Yeah, I can't remember who it was, but yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Money Montour is a good selection for me, obviously. Uh, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later. But the all-star snub, it's unfortunate he wasn't able to get in. Not, I mean, not even a defenseman in the Atlantic Division got in, Kirby. Yeah, like, that triggered my me? co-host. That triggered our, our my co-host Cody and uh, Cody that was here on our FLA Cats Hockey Podcast over the holidays because he's right? a former defenseman. He's like, yeah, and I think that's just the way the game is going, the evolution of the all-star game, that they're just mm-hmm. going to leave those defensemen out. And mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, David, those defensemen are going to just be like, okay, I'll just take, I get a weekend off. I get a week yeah. off. I'm going to go on vacation or whatever. Because really it's not helping the defense in the, in those games. Five you know, total short- defensemen, I think, were selected. Five wow. total. And I don't even 42. think as of, as of this recording, Rasmus Dolin was selected, no. I heard. No, no, no. That's crazy. No. Yeah, no one in the Atlantic division with names like No Ed Money, and- No Money Monter, the season that he's having, which kind of fires yeah. me up but i understand the process yeah yeah so you got money montour not bad a lot of really fun responses from you guys so appreciate all the responses yeah. you know people that had the zero like me said i'm toast uh people had mark stall as their number they're like i'm dead <laughs> so a lot yeah. of fun interactions for sure and then i did another one uh later in the week which was whoever is your birth month has to go on a month-long road trip with you this summer and you were in October, right, Kirby? Your birthday? Yeah. So a lot of us had the same player in October. Yeah, There's a lot so of October surprised. babies in our. Oh my families. gosh! So many Lindells. Like... That's Libra and Scorpio. I'm Scorpio, like baby Olivia. So there's was... a lot of Libras and Scorpios. <laughs> I was in, so in surprised. Family. Like October, October, October. I'm like, what the heck were your parents doing in in uh, in January? Like, you saw happening? the one comment that I said to you off the air on a phone call. Same <laughs> person wrote the same thing that I said. Everyone yeah, put two and two together there. And I, I made sure I put a jab on on December for the December baby. So sorry, sorry, Ryan, if you're listening. So you're gonna have. Yeah, to go. I thought Ryan was getting some jabs here. By <laughs> the way, gonna... miss you, Ryan. But I yeah. thought he was maybe. I thought Dave was maybe setting Ryan up for some bad answers. On yeah, on he's got to go on a road trip with Paul Maurice. So unlucky for him. A, a lot of even a lot of people were complaining having Barkov as their road trip buddy because they were like, oh, he's so boring. He's not gonna say a whole. <laughs> he's not gonna say a dang thing during the whole trip. So again, a lot of fun responses from that. I got Kachuk. I, I teed myself up with the maze. Oh, okay. Uh, get a nice Kachuk <laughs> road trip going. You give yourself a soft. You need to put these in a number generator system. I do. Or I do. Where you I go do. zero. That's what I do when I'm a commissioner for uh for lotteries. 
I do zero to nine or something. If I'm just doing a quick, you know, um, redraft of new teams coming into my fantasy leagues, just put it in a, a number generator. And then that's who gets the first, second, oh third, fourth pick. Stuff I like can that. just imagine a road trip with Kachuk. I'm sure he'll oh. it'll be a fun time. <laughs> yeah. He'd probably so bring his October babies. I saw October babies. We had Lundell. I believe. Yeah. Nice and calm. And I'm sure a lot of light, a lot of sightseeing with Lundell, you know, nice. Nice little young Finn. Well, I got the the rowdy American Kachuk with me. <laughs> and then the last one I did, which was uh, on Friday, is uh, whoever has the first number of your of your phone number, uh, you have to spend three months in prison with. So a little bit of a bummer on that one. And I have as my first number a six, so I have to spend my three months in prison with Paul Maurice. <laughs> with Paul, Maurice. maybe he could be the master strategist. And instead yeah. of working the media, he works the guys at the other tables that are kind of your rivals. Just yeah, to take he'll work, the, heat off he'll work you, the, right? the cafeteria lady. To, <laughs> to, to Vincent extra... in our spaces community, he said he would say, you do a, you do a wonderful job of that until yeah, he, he didn't. And then he'd be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll convince the cafeteria lady to give some extra rations to me. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't think. Do you respond to that one, Kirby? Because I don't remember. Seeing I think it. I did. I think me and me and Ryan got the same one. We got Bennett, so we got a tough uh, guy okay. in our okay. cell that's not going right, to really bother bad. us. So, yeah, maybe me, Ryan, and Bennett in the same cell together. No one will mess. That's with not us. bad. I had a lot of Bill Z. I had nine was Bill Zito, and I had a lot of people saying they're going to be in prison with Bill Zito. So they're like, well, during those three months, we'll work. We'll work on how to get the trades and the the deadline and uh free agency figure yeah. out. <laughs> that was out. interesting that that was interesting that you put Zito in there. I could see Maurice because that's gonna draw a lot of ire and just how he talks to the media, how that would be as your prison cell partner, cellmate, <laughs> right? But um did you have money in there? Money I did not. I did not have no, money in there. That would have been cool because he has like the best balance of like coolness to just like give a guy a look in jail and just be like chill, man. Yeah. Or like to actually throw down and throw some fists. Yeah, kind of like a Lomberg. I had Lomberg at seven. So a yeah, lot of both people. Mont- Montour and Lomberg next to each other in the cell and then whatever our fan base is next to each other. That would be kind of a cool area, <laughs> cell block area. And I think you would have things covered there. You know, diplomacy yeah. by both of those guys. But if they got to throw down, they'll throw down. Yeah, I didn't get a lot of Sasha Barkov. I had him at number four. I'm not too. I don't really really know many people with the first number four. Barkov a, would just be in the weight room, just working out or whatever, and not yeah, the weight room. Whatever. Would, I was like, this guy doesn't ever say anything to him. He'll probably find a dartboard somewhere in there, put some Kygo, <laughs> some Kygo in the background, and oh, Ryan would, would have all his comments right now for Barkov. Where's your wife right now, David? She'll say something about Barkov. Oh uh, no, she's she's uh tucking the kids to bed, so yeah. you'll have plenty to say. Uh, no chirp. Next game no. for Barkov. Yeah. That was nice. Tanya did come on our spaces for after one of the yeah, games. So it was nice. It. Tanya. No, yeah, for sure. And it was really fun to do those things. And again, I appreciate all the responses we had on Twitter and Instagram because they're always fun to read. And I always like to react yeah. and just it, it's really fun to just interact with all you guys it's- and. It's a good one. way to start your day, right? And you did the cafeteria one as well, where everyone got to pick yeah, on that the one instead of being a side one. So that was good. I, I like that because it's just very visual pleasing and it gives everyone like their take on the fan base. And, you know, a lot of people are, you know, attached to these players. I know there's a lot of things sure. on Twitter right now, like not getting attached to players about the logo on the front of the chest. But they, this is where people can kind of say their favorites, not mm-hmm. their favorites and how much... They enjoy seeing certain players at the rink. And then obviously you throw in Maurice and different things like that. And that just adds humor Absolutely. and comedy to it all. And you get a lot of feedback. So. Absolutely. And I mean, we've got at least two people in our Discord that are huge Mahura guy, or girls now. They yep. love Mahura. And he's only been here for like two, three months. And they're like his biggest fans. So 
yeah, it's really fun to see that and just different types of point of views of different fans, you know, like, oh, I want to sit with Barkov because, I, you know, he's sitting by himself and, you know, I want to yeah. take care of him, make sure everything's okay. <laughs> and then then you got the fans that are like, well, I want to sit with with Lomberg, Gudis, and, and the Bennett table, you know, those are the ones I want to hang out with, you know, the rowdy guys that are probably throwing food everywhere, you know. <laughs> David, you mentioned Maher. It's something I learned up here in an interview that a lot of our fan base doesn't know Josh Maher's dad is a cop. So I think I'm going to use like the little cop emoji in the cop okay. car when I use Maher's name now. So we're starting that. In the yeah, that was when. So yeah. that His was dad's what, a cop in Edmonton, I believe. The Toronto guy was uh, like saying, who the heck is Josh Maher that's shooting like Bobby Orr, right? I think that's what he said. Or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Jeff O'Neill, former Toronto Maple Leaf, former 40 goal scorer. <laughs> and then and then Jamie McLennan, former Panthers, is like, hey, don't pick on Maher. Yeah, he's a nice He's kid. got a nice family. His dad's a cop in Edmonton. And I know his family. So <laughs> it's nice that. to hear that story from Jamie McLennan, former Panther, that's close with Josh Maher and that family. And, and again, oh. Jamie McLennan, for people that don't know, he's like best friends with Roberto Luongo and Jerome McGill. Oh, wow. So there's that Calgary, Florida connection there okay. again that he played okay. for both franchises. Okay. So. Okay. And then one thing I did forget to mention earlier was that we did pick up a player named Casey Fitzgerald, who hasn't fe- featured in any of our games yet. Mm-hmm. We picked him up on waivers um, earlier this week. And I believe he's cousins with the Kachuk family. So, again, yes, and there's a link to family. Tom Fitzgerald, who's yeah, a former Florida Panther that son. went to the ninety. Yeah, that went to the nineteen ninety six Stanley Cup final, and is now yeah. what GM I believe with the New Jersey Devils. So that's right, that's right. So a lot of family renewals coming in uh, recently for sure. Yep. But yeah, yep. again, it was really fun to interact with all you guys, and I'll continue to do that, and it's always fun. But. Yeah, to talk a little bit more about the All-Star game. I know they released the jerseys the other day, Kirby. Uh, the Eastern Conference gets those black with like, those look a little bit more Miami Vice. You know, the prime color is black with the pink uh, and the uh, baby blue uh, outline. So any rating on that, you, you think they're okay? Maybe that uh, uh, look good, you know, five out of 10. Uh, not going to be as hard as Ryan was initially on the Panthers palm tree reverse <laughs> retros that ryan actually edited his list and moved the panthers way up like david and oh, i yeah. said but my first initial look on these is not positive like i was on the okay. reverse retros of last year david the leaping cat and this year the palm tree i love the white but i'm not really in love with the black so you're gonna have to tell me when you see them at the ring because those are the ones that are probably gonna be sold with matthew kachuk on there i just wish we had the whites. I know the home teams wear the dark, but I just right. think they did a better job on the whites with the teal and the pink. Those are colors that I kind of like grew up with in the 90s. And like that's like the Miami Vice to me. But the blacks at the bottom are just white. And right. the people on spaces in our communities, they wanted more color infusion there on the bottom mm-hmm. and just within the overall jersey of the black home. So I think a lot, I've read a lot of things where Western Conference fans have been happy with the whites. Mm-hmm. And, you know, us Panther fans of people in the East have kind of been like meh. So I'm kind of giving it like mixed grades right now. But again, you're going to have to let me know if you get one. I know some people are going to be trying to get a Matthew Kachuk one. It brings me back to the 90s All-Star game when Doug McClain, the former Florida Panther, was the head coach for back-to-back All-Star games. Um, John Van Beesrick was an All-Star there, among other Panther players that I'm probably forgetting offhand. And they were wearing those jerseys. So it does bring me back to my youth and teen years a bit. And it's nice to see those. Just think they could have did maybe a little bit better job with the color scheme. Like people mentioned, the Miami Heat. Uh, vice color ones they did a good job with those thought they could have maybe did a better job with these yeah a lot of comments like you said both positive and negative uh just reading some of the comments from twitter uh i see a yikes i see an eh i see from will newton says western looks better than eastern kind of like what you said with the sad face um some of county jack says these are awful 
Uh, Penguin says, meh, to be honest. Our boy oh. Steve, uh, good old Steve, looks cheap <laughs> slash fake maybe. The, t- the bottom is practically see-through on the Eastern jersey. Yeah, so, I remember reading that. That was critical. from Steve. Okay. Yeah, I had we had Ryan T. McMahon says, shut up and take my money. So he was a lover of it. Uh, Colin says, I'm a fan. Uh, Lex, uh, the Omni Princess says, uh, that that my Matthew Kachuk one is going to be very pretty. I'm assuming she says the Matthew Kachuk one I'm going to get is very pretty. Uh, Nina says, I'll wait to judge until it hits the ice. Yeah, that's a good uh, answer. Yeah, uh, Roseanne says they're okay. I like the Western better. Should have been reversed, though. Kind of like what you said. So you and Roseanne are always on the same page. Our boy, <laughs> uh, FLA Panthers Punk, he has the nice uh, Paris Hilton uh, gif that says, that's hot. You know, her her famous uh, that's yep. hot quote from, from the 2000s and 90s. So shout out to Adam there for that one. Uh, let's see what else. Isabel, another listener of ours on Spaces and, you know, a good friend sure. of ours says, hmm, maybe better in person, like the reverse retros. So she, I remember her saying that she was a bit critical on the reverse retros, but then when she saw them in the store, she was like, I got to have it. So maybe Isabel's yep. onto something there, you know? <laughs> and then she did get one. I think she's rocking. She did. She did. Be wrong. She did. So, um, so. Someone's name, their Twitter name is Fire Paul Maurice now. He says, <laughs> terrible. Uh, <laughs> Anthony says, not a fan. Dan says clean a uh, shout out to the solar bear fan. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the solar bear fan Kirby, but he's a really cool. nice guy on TikTok. Uh, he creates oh. a lot of TikTok uh, content for the Panthers and he says, I love him. So the solar band solar bear fan has jerseys left and right. That's all he always gets. I That's always... a throwback to the Orlando solar bears. Yeah. Yeah. That's... He's a fan. He's yeah. a fan. He lives, I think in Orlando, the Orlando area. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So shout out to him. He's a nice guy. So, uh, shout out to you. Someone says the NHL 94 is back, baby. Uh, that's from Doquin. Kevin says, I hate it. So yeah, like 50-50, I would say that. Yeah. Love, hate, maybe wait till I see it in person or when I see I it. I would in- say it's polarizing, but the but the, the votes are split is what I would say. Yeah, that's what I would think for sure. I didn't put it necessarily pull out there, but just from the comments and stuff like that, I would say it's probably, like you said, 50-50. But you never know. Tomorrow or on Saturday, they might probably have them in the store. I'll probably get a nice, good look at them and post a picture for you guys to see them uh, up close and personal. Uh, and I'm sure they'll, you know, they'll probably look nice, but I, I have a hard time me buying one. Honestly, I've already bought enough, <laughs> enough jerseys <laughs> this year. I don't know if I can get another one to say the least. Uh, so I'm yeah, more of a shirt and beanie guy. I love seeing what everyone buys on for jerseys. I love you guys sending them to me on Twitter. I love mm-hmm. seeing them on our Discord community. Uh, but yeah, I'm more of like a like a jersey or sorry, t-shirt guy, like a beanie, you know, that gotcha. type of look. But um, I love the, all the Vamos Gatos jerseys oh, that we yeah. saw. I, I love to see you guys, your all-star jerseys. Obviously, it's probably going to be Matthew Kachuk because right now he's our lone representative unless that changes. So, yeah, I love mm-hmm. to see it. And what everyone's feedback is, is David, especially when they have it in their hands and, right. and are wearing it. So, yeah, like I mentioned a little bit earlier in the episode, really excited for the next few weeks. Obviously, a lot of Panthers games before we can really enjoy that all-star break. Uh, key home games and road games before that that uh, enjoyable week that we're going to have here in South Florida. So really excited. Obviously, the teams have been released. As we kind of mentioned, Kachuk is the only representative. Unfortunate that this is probably the first time in a very long time, if ever, that there's only been one representative from the team that's hosting. Uh, so really bummed, like you said, no Montour. 
No Barkov getting squeezed in, maybe just to have, again, just a little bit more growth of the game down here. We have three players from Colorado. I'm not saying that none of them deserve it. For sure, McKinnon and Rantanen deserve it. Uh, Dreisaitl from Edmonton was the the Pacific entry, and Skinner was... Skinner. Yeah. Again, Matthews and Pasternak, no-brainers. Absolutely deserve to be in. But, like I said... Are you saying Poppy? Poppy? No, Pasternak, Pasternak. Oh, yeah, oh, Poppy. No, no, no. Poppy. That's, yeah. Poppy. Where, where Everyone hates when we say that. There's certain people that hate that. Start? I saw that. <laughs> yeah, they tweeted that. No, you they didn't tweeted know that? that. I did not know they called him Poppy, Poppy. until he scored and they said Poppy. I'm like, what the heck yeah. is that? They, with his uh with his um mom's um Mexican roots. Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah. I yeah. guess they decided to throw that in. But yeah, I mean Matthews and Poster are absolutely no brainers. They deserve to be in one hundred percent. It's just very confusing on just how the whole scheme of the whole twitter vote and there's a lot of drama on they didn't use the proper hashtag or they weren't counting specific votes i don't know the whole details but at the end of the day as of right now like you said unless someone gets injured or something like that personal leave that that's the rosters we're going to have and it's only going to be kachuk which is a bit do you of a want bummer. to get into this more with ryan next time or you want my short yeah take next time with next time yeah because I mean, yeah, it could be uh some fire uh, takes there i'm gonna say change. a few on spaces this week so anyone that's tuning in uh you'll hear my takes there as yeah, well it so. could change for sure obviously oh. it's still early this was just released on thursday players mm-hmm. can get injured or something could happen where they don't you know they necessarily can't go whatever the case may be obviously things, things will change but when we get a little bit closer we'll definitely talk a little bit a little bit more about the all-star game but yeah a big week ahead coming up kirby it starts on saturday against minnesota then again a brutal back-to-back in new york in pittsburgh and then a home back-to-back against saint uh, los angeles and boston before that uh all-star break so yeah, all teams right now in a playoff position currently that we're going to be playing in those five games. Obviously, we know Boston is the top dog. Minnesota is a very good team right now, one of those Western teams that we always have fits with, whether it be at home or away. So, yeah, five tough games coming up, and we're going to need at least, like we've said, they've got to get at least for every 10 points available, they probably got to get minimum six or seven for those 10 out of those 10 points uh, coming up. So, Kirby, I think last time we talked and we ended, we weren't very optimistic. But going into these five games, do you think the Panthers can get at least six, seven points from these? Oh, I hate to go back and revert back to that word doubtful, but I just feel like this is such a tough stretch right now. But I love how the team is playing and gelling together, David. So anything is possible. I think Minnesota Panthers have the worst winning percentage against that team in all 32 teams in the league, or Roberto Luongo did as a member of the Panthers and Canucks. It's one of those stats. So like you mentioned on Minnesota, that's always tough. I heard Goldie the other day on the, on the telecast mention, you know, that New York game is going to be tough. You know, a former New York resident, he knows how tough it is in that building, Madison Square Garden. Not yeah. to mention that's on a back-to-back. I think that the Pittsburgh game for us is more important to get the two points there. So maybe we don't get the two against the Rangers, but we can rebound and get the two against Pittsburgh. That would be big. And then, um, you know, L.A. is a team that's, you know, competitive as well. They're outside of the division, but, you know, hopefully able to scramble for some points there because Boston can always be tough. But Panthers Mm -hmm. do play Boston a little bit better on our home ice than we do in Boston, which I think is kind of a little bit of a house of horrors for us when we go and play in Boston. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I'll have some confidence for that. But that's tough to have both of those as back-to-backs. And this team's been playing Mm -hmm. a lot of games. I know Maurice has been late. 
laying that down all oh, we're jumping from different time zone to this place to that and crossing yeah. borders and all this stuff but the panthers are set up for some home cooking here david but it is a tough schedule and this is something that you've alluded towards for the last month or two just yeah. looking ahead to this stretch yeah we said i said january was the make or break month i said this is it this is the last potential run they could go on we've seen now they've won six out of the i think they've gotten points out of the seven out of 10 games they have points in seven so that's obviously the project that's the trajectory they need to be on probably the rest of the season to really really get back in that hunt and get a cushion in that wild card spot because it's really jam-packed islanders pittsburgh uh capitals buffalo Detroit's still hanging around. There's at least five, six teams that are still flirting within hope range of them being in there. Uh, we've seen, uh, I think it was, I'm probably forgetting one team. New York has slipped up a bit. So everyone's games are just very important, especially like you said, in the even not just in the division, in the conference. It's just very, very important for us to get. Uh, so like I said, I, I think we're seeing a lot of healthy bodies back. I think Barkov is finally getting into that groove that we hoped he had got would have gotten into a little bit quicker. I think he's got 12 points in his last eight games, something like that. So very Barkov-esque. Kachuk has remained healthy, which is fantastic. Like you said earlier, Ekblad has looked better. We know Montour is going to continue to log in a lot of minutes, and if he can stay sharp, very good for us. For Hagee, he's gotten a little bit of his swagger back as well. Uh, we're just getting a lot of good play from Giovanni Smith as well. It's been a very nice acquisition that we got from him. Bennett has looked fantastic, Kirby. And you have to admit, Bennett has been very important for us these mm -hmm. last six games. And just the whole season overall, he's been one of the most unlucky players in the NHL. Yeah, I take some heat on that. On, I take some, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I take some heat on that on spaces from some of our members that remember me saying that on the podcast or, you know, during spaces early in the season. And he's been big, like you said, David, yeah. stepping up when Barkov's been out of the lineup or Lundell's been out of the lineup and he's been like a consistent yeah. force that we really haven't had this year outside of Kachuk mm -hmm. and maybe you could say Monter. Yeah, and I think the power play has finally gotten, again, a little bit of a groove here. I think we've got 12 power play goals in the last eight games, which is the most in the NHL in that span. I saw a tweet on that. So again, special teams, and we said that was going to be very important. Penalty kill has been better, not the best, but better, considering how many penalties we've yeah. taken the last you know four or five games. It's been better, but the power play... And if you love the penalty kill with, Lund with Lundell and Barkov... Yeah, like we, got our shorthanded so goal. we got our shorthanded goal against Toronto. We had a couple chances... Uh, against Montreal too, so it's been a bit of a better, and they're been more aggressive, which is yep. what I was aggressive. I don't care about the goals, just the aggressiveness, the assertiveness, yeah, and like killing it. time. They they've got the puck in the other team's end and killing the clock mm -hmm. like they did last year, David. Mm -hmm. Like grabbing the puck, like you know, even Huberto last year or whoever's out there. Even if Duke yeah. got a few minutes on the penalty kill, grabbing the puck and just killing time, yeah. and then like clearing it out. Even Gudis was really big. Um. The last couple of games getting some crucial yeah. clears out of the zone on the penalty kill. So I just think there's all around that penalty kill and special teams, like you mentioned, power play really coming around. Yeah, I've always said penalty kill. There's no there's obviously ways about going penalty kill and, and positioning. But I've always mm -hmm. said penalty kill is about effort. The guy, the fort, you're you're down a player. You need to show effort being down a man. Obviously, the goalie has to be, uh, you know, sharp as well. But. I've always said you need to be locked in. You need to be locked in. You need to get ready to block shots. Put your sticks in between yep. lanes. You need to skate to one side, skate to the other. 
you know, be willing to sacrifice your body on the penalty kill. We've seen communicate, that. like you said, with Eric Stahl, communicate. Exactly. Exactly. All so it, it's really good to see. And we've said special teams is going to be very important for us to get back into this race. And I think that's been five on five. We've still been okay. If anything, we've been outplayed a little bit more five on five recently, but special teams can help offset that little bit of a five on five uh, lack of productivity that we were kind of expecting early on, but we weren't getting the results, but now we're getting a little bit more result with the penalty kill and the power play being better. So yeah, like you said, Kirby, it's going to be a tough stretch. You know, obviously the home games are always going to be important for us uh, in South Florida to, you know, fill up the, the arena, whether it be against even just against the Minnesota or against the San Jose that don't really bring in a lot of, uh, outside fans, but it's always important to really turn out and, you know, support the team. So uh, really excited for what's ahead and hope that the continued trend and positivity and obviously just overall in the community, it's a little bit more brighter than what it was last time we recorded. So really happy to see that just, you know, coming on to whether it's discord or on Twitter, just more optimism and praise for some players and, and uh, you know, kind of pushing down that, trade deadline and you know who are we selling type of, type of talk has kind of gone down well, a bit even that was one really thing nice. david you were starting to talk about and you was like, very sure. optimistic on this team but sure. you also look at things at a realistic lens and that's kind of where you started to creep in like yeah you guys are talking about this on spaces and after games on twitter but it's kind mm -hmm. of what we had to kind of go towards but it's nice that we're back in this race and yeah. to be honest i really only gave it a 10 20 percent chance that we would go on this so run I. and it's, it's nice to see right like so you said, positivity breeds other things and um yeah like so let's see where we go from here uh, the islanders don't scare me but again i i've mentioned this earlier in the season and on our podcast here david you can't count out the heart of a champion and pittsburgh <laughs> and washington fall into those categories and those are yeah. teams that we're probably going to have to beat out and that's that part's going to be tough yeah we're going to have to watch every night just how they're doing and how we're doing uh i think as of right now we're probably five six points behind both those teams with you know games relatively similarly played so <clears throat> yeah like you said very very uh every night going to be scoreboard watching to say the least now for the rest of the the run here that we can get on so yeah again kirby thank you so much for for being with me tonight and today. And I hope you all enjoy this episode. Uh, shout out to everyone. Like we've said, we can't thank you guys enough for all the positive interaction we've had through all of our platforms interacting with us. Like we've said, we appreciate the ratings and the reviews on, on Apple podcasts, on Spotify podcasts. Uh, we appreciate those and they're always welcomed. If you guys enjoy the episode to please give us a nice rating. If you don't, we always accept criticism and stuff like that. But as always, Kirby, thank you for joining me. I hope you had a great time with me today. Uh, any last words from you here before we wrap up? No, um, everything's fine. Miss Ryan, I'd like to talk about with him about oh, a few things no. next time. And uh, don't you know, bring we it don't up. need to talk about it today. We don't need don't to talk about it today. But I'm, I, I've got an exciting weekend ahead. Hopefully exciting. Yeah, yeah I knew it was coming when I said. Well, I didn't say the words. Word. I didn't say the words. I'll say it Everyone, for you. I'll say yeah. it for you, Cowboys Nation, for you guys listening, good luck this weekend in San Fran. I know, Kirby, you're dying to, to bring it up here, so I'll bring it up for you. Thank you, David. Are you picking them? I am not. I'm sorry, my friend. Like I told right. you earlier, You're never honest. You're never San Francisco, honest. San Francisco is my office pick at the beginning That's of the right. year. Yeah. So I've got to go San Fran. 
smart pick. Smart don't pick. forget I, about don't forget about the DraftKings promo. If you use code THPN, you can get in a little bit extra money on these NFL games this weekend. If you're into that stuff, uh, if you're not, please bet responsibly. But I think I've got to take the 49ers. Sorry, Kirby. You mentioned it in the well, beginning of the year. You said one win, and then from there, eh, you were Yeah, I said two. one to two playoff wins, and I also kind of said San Francisco is a Super Bowl caliber team they earlier in the that. year. And I said the Eagles and the Cowboys would be the two teams coming out of the NFC East, and there's three with the Giants. Yeah. And I'm hoping that Giants-Eagles game is a really good game Saturday night to lead me into the, the game on Sunday, which is kind of a historical matchup with the Cowboys and 49ers. Oh, yeah. So even if you're not a football fan, I know there's going to be some eyeballs on these division games this weekend, so I hope everyone enjoys them. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm sure I'll be watching. You know, sucks our Dolphins can get uh, past Buffalo, yeah, but but a good effort. I got. I said that in our yeah, space. better effort, effort than a lot of people thought for sure. But Alejandro yeah. was on that score, that over, that big oh, over. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were like they, you're crazy, man. But Alejandro, shout out was, to you because he's one of my co-hosts in the. I was the close. I was close to to taking the Bills on the spread. They were like 13 and a half. I was like, that it's going to be a blowout, but. Yeah, you would have lost money. I would have lost money if I, I went six and zero with my picks. But if I was betting like Ryan, I would have lost my Kirby, hat on that. All right, funny story. Sports. Funny story. Before we wrap up, Curry, I'm gonna blast you here. Yesterday, after the first period in the, in the Montreal game, <laughs> you said, "Oh, David, look, the lock is the under is a lock zero zero. This game is gonna be a three one two one game." No, I didn't say that. I just said the lock. Oh, uh, you lock. said the it's under was a six and a half, and then by the end of the second period, you did. I didn't hear a word for that. Was half. where I, no, I didn't say that. I was cooking supper and I was getting ready for the whole spaces. <laughs> that was called reverse psychology, David. I know you love goals, and I know the oh, fans yeah. love goals, and it gets our Discord game day chat going. Oh, so yeah. I just did a little reverse psychology there. <laughs> But actually, uh-huh. I thought it was kind of going to be the under because the former Panther Montebo was looking really good early. Yeah, and did. Lion looked good all night. He let in that one bad stinky goal, but he was looking good too. So, yeah, I kind of yeah. thought the under. But Yeah, it know, was a good call. I'm but still smiling. It was a win-win. You can't doubt the, the over, even in the end of the first period. <laughs> you can't doubt it. Maybe you that's can't. my curse when I get too cocky about my Cowboys and they lose. So I shut up. I'm like, I'm not texting anyone. I'm not texting <laughs> anyone. I'm not texting anyone. Shut up. I'm not. I feel good right now, but I'm not saying anything. Brady's not done. I'm not saying anything. So maybe when I do the under, that will be like a reverse psychology that the over will definitely happen. But if I actually want it to be an under and I want a three, two, two, one game, I won't say anything. I so. know. I know. I get, we get it in the WhatsApp chat. You, when, when Dak, you, you said Dak was, a, he looked like a prime, uh, Steve Young out there, I guess. When he no, was no, no, no. Now he's just now he's just adding things. Guys, don't believe all this <laughs> stuff. Sometimes with this cowboy slander. Again, we're not bringing it up all the time. People bring it up to us, but Nick, myself, John. No, I know love, we've got a lot of. Cowboys we, we love to talk about it on the spaces, but yeah, we'll we'll have some football talk there again. Um, we're gonna hold spaces this weekend, the Minnesota game, David. So everyone listening to this on the day of the game, I don't know how long we're gonna go because the Eagles and Giants are playing, but everyone get in. Um, we try to get to as many people as possible, request mics. Uh, we had like uh, Kings fans join us, Leaf fans join us. So yep. nice to see fans from around the league kind of join us on the post-game yeah. chat. Yeah, those are always fun, like you said. And we appreciate all you guys tuning in, not just there, but also in the Discord and Twitter and Instagram. So as always, Kirby, like we said, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate you guys for being so involved with us and and our day-to-day lives. So until next time, Kirby, we'll uh, we'll see you. And as always, we gotta we gotta play better. We gotta continue to stay hot as the Florida Panthers. And I really hope to see you guys at the next games at home that are coming up. And until I see you, and I see you, Kirby, go Panthers. Go Cats.